0: not live yet. Oh, you're kidding me. that's um, the one time I really didn't want to do a cold open and it wait too long to go live. Ugh. Okay, whatever. We're doing a cold open, I guess. I swear to God, this wasn't manufactured. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the weekend spread, uh, which is a weird way to title this because it's not actually the weekend spread. There's only one game and we're talking a lot of other things. Uh, so untitled college football podcast on the Schooner Pod. I'm Bobby uh, here with Ty and Boat and Blake, we're here to talk about the college football playoff drama, Transfer Portal, getting out of control, and of course, tie Army, Navy. So let's hit that intro music and get this thing going. Dude, there's just someone screaming outside of my there's just someone screaming outside of my window going, oh yeah, yeah. I'm a little horrified. That's uh really weird. Uh welcome to the weekend spread. I swear to this is the weirdest start ever. uh The Shining Spread edition. <laughs> I, I guess so. Isn't it just this is just wild. Uh what the hell? Uh anyways, look, welcome weekend spread. B- bit of a weird one cuz we aren't picking games as mentioned, but uh look, congratulations are in order. Boat and Blake, once again, the champion of the weekend spread, he uh came through. Got a little nervy there, Blake. Uh but you came out with the big win. Um courtesy of i believe it was uh troy, troy and troy. app state yeah they hold held off yosef you just barely scrapped out a one game victory over jameson so uh I, I i'll let you have the
1: floor congratulations how you feeling Thank you. Thank you. Feeling great. Like, it feels even better that Ball Not Knower Jameson had that slight bit of hope that he could have possibly won that one, but I told him, I told him on the pod that Troy is a well-disciplined team, they don't make dumb mistakes, and they just absolutely crushed AppSate. It wasn't even close at the end there, and... The Golden Fedora is on its way. I ordered it. I was hoping it would come in before today. But for the bowl podcast, the Golden Fedora will be here. The sign of a true champion. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. Especially those close ones. I love when the race is close at the end. Um, But yeah. Uh, and as you could see, with uh, for our YouTube audience, the beautiful graphics Bobby has made, Bald Not Knower Jameson, cowardly, decided not to join the podcast tonight. He doesn't want to show his face. This dude is scared. He can't take the heat. He can't take it that he went up to me, mano mono and lost. So I'm ready for him to come back home for bowls to roast him
0: understandably so uh ty you did finish it last though so unfortunately you'll have to face blake's uh musical wrath whenever he decides uh to play as your uh, ringtone or your, your morning alarm for a while uh, i narrowly avoided that uh shout out to miami of ohio uh, or else we both would have had to deal with it what are your thoughts uh finishing last
2: yeah once again in the year that i won is when i presented this rule change uh, the postseason should be included. That's how everyone determines champions. That's the point of a postseason. Uh, so I may have to opt out of the the poll picks this year uh, since they do not matter in this Cracker Jack League. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was my own doing. If you go back and listen to the tapes, I knew that something was up with Bama. I knew that I should have picked Bama. I gave a whole spiel about how I should pick Bama. And then I fell... I felt victim to the propaganda in the mainstream media telling me that Saban is gone. He's not gone. He's. I think they might actually win the national championship this year, uh, which would be hilarious. So it was my own doing, and and I'm getting what I deserve for betting against Alabama in a in a postseason game. I
0: again, that's textbook foolishness. So I, I get
2: what I deserve.
0: Well, that's fine. You know, it, it's it's a long season. A lot of mistakes were made along the way. I, I understandably, uh, you know, it, it, it's a it's a tough contest. You know, you really weren't that far. Um, I think you were like right at five hundred. So it, it's really tough to try to to win in this league. Uh, I I understand you you kind of be, were the Florida State of this. You know, uh, in a way, you know, you want more. You, you're you're on the outside looking in. But uh, anyways, um, I will about- I will say it's. You know, I, I may
2: have gone about 500 on the year, but it just the thing the thing that unites Blake and I is we went like 50 and two, each of us, on Ball Nowhere takes. And then, yeah. you know, we just happened to get unlucky on a lot of the toss-ups versus, you know, like we said, no to Ball Nowhere Jamison, not here to defend himself, of course, uh, but You can't just not show up for your court date and get off free because you weren't at court. You know, that's not how it works. So he must still face his
0: punishments. This is true. And we'll bring him on for the bowl picks uh, coming very, very soon. Really excited about those. Uh, We're going to be picking those week by week because Lord knows if we tried to pick every single bowl all at once, we'd be here for six hours. It would be awful.
1: Six hours and without the landscape is changing so much. I think like these teams could look materially different from choosing them like this week versus a week before the games. Like people are shooting all over the place, opting out, transfer portal, everything. Like these teams could be completely different by the time does end of January or like end of December rolls around.
0: Oh, absolutely! College football is absolutely nuts right now. And let's just dive right into it. Skip the rest of the preamble. Um, college football playoff has been decided as mentioned on, uh, we, we, talked about this a bit on the schooner pod this, uh, Sunday, but, uh, Bowden Blake was not there to discuss the controversy of leaving Florida state out of the playoff. Uh, and we just, we really had to, um, get your voice in on this, Blake, what are your thoughts on, uh, 13 and zero conference champion, Florida state getting left out for, uh, Alabama and Texas.
1: Yeah, I think it's a legitimately horrible, like, just the playoff field that they came up to, although it's going to create some entertaining games, it's just horrible methodology in which they arrived on it, because, like, I do think there are two legitimate schools of thought when it comes to the college football playoff there's one that comes with the most deserving so you have the power 5 if you win a power 5 conference undefeated that still means something regardless of maybe a team uh, uh, other teams that are competing for the field has a stronger schedule has better players but might not have the same record for you those teams that are more deserving, per se, can get in. But then on the other hand, it's like the the playoff committee just keeps on preaching, like, the best teams, the best teams. They're trying to choose the four best teams. And I just feel like the field didn't do either well at all. Uh, You got to a result where Florida State, although they are materially different without Jordan Travis, they, like— it, it makes no sense how you can go into the final week, Florida State's in the playoff. They have a bad game versus Louisville with their third string quarterback who will not be playing in the playoff if they were to make it. And you had at seven and eight, you had Bama in Texas. Bama, obviously, impressive win. Texas, impressive win. But it's like Texas is beating up on a OSU team, which we've t- talked about on the weekend spread a lot. Probably not the best. Like, we knew going into that game they were probably going to get routed. There's a reason why OSU lost to South Alabama this year. There's a reason why kind of the end of their schedule came down to be so close. This Oklahoma State team was probably was punching above its weight when it came to its record. And so I just don't understand... This just doesn't achieve anything, what they're saying. If you wanted to go four best teams, I don't think Bama's in it. I don't, like I think you would put a Georgia, I think you would put an Ohio State, I know they just played, but I'm like, this Bama team, it's like for all the flaws that they listed about Florida State, you look at this Bama team, they lost to Texas at home, got killed by them, then went on the road to South Florida, almost lost to them, almost lost a nail-biter to Arkansas, and then had a miraculous touchdown to beat an Auburn team, which although bowl eligible, lost the prior week to New Mexico State. It's ridiculous that it's like they nitpick Florida State for just having ugly games in the end but then yet just ignored all the ugly games that Texas played in, that uh Alabama played in, that Washington even played in. I know Alabama, Washington had some impressive wins, but going into that stretch, there was a reason why they're a 10-point dog, and so it's yeah. just really frustrating that I feel like this result— it feels like they just were trying to fine tune the matchups. They weren't trying to choose the four best. They weren't trying to choose the four deserving. And we kind of got this hodgepodge where it's like, okay, we can't leave out the SEC. So the SEC's in. We can't put them above Texas because Texas obviously beat them. And they then were just like, well, we have to find a reason why Florida State's not in and come up with one, which did not happen the week before because they obviously had him at three even like struggling so this is i'm all too familiar with this game getting put at the third spot and then miraculously dropping out after a decent win uh the week later so
0: well and not only that but if they're going with best then why is florida state ahead of ohio state and georgia yeah.
1: Like, yes. Uh, wh- yeah. Why are they at the Why are they at the five spot? Like, if you thought they were such trash that they they had to get pulled out, then you have to put the better teams in front of them, and they just didn't even do that. They just pulled them down to the five spot for little like TV dramatic showing when they could go beauty pageant order to like really get like the people going. Like, it's it's a dog and pony show, is what it yes, is. Yes, it it's, is. It, it it's is. such a joke,
0: and it you know it's going to get better in the twelve team era. You know, you're not going to have Florida State left out. They'll just be left out of a bye. And then, worst case scenario, you're hosting Liberty, you know, in a first round game. So, like, the stakes are going to go down, and that's going to be way better. It is. I just...
1: It worries me. It worries me for those. Like, if you're looking, if you are not the SEC, if you are not the Big Ten right now, you should be a little worried that although you're probably not going to get left out, like Bobby said, like you're not going to get left out of the 12 team playoff, it does hurt your chances of getting in at those at large spots. Like, you got to really, win out. What, yeah, like you have to win out, like, or be one loss, maybe, like maybe one loss to sneak in, but your margin for error is next to nothing whenever they're putting teams like Mizzou. And Ole Miss and all these other kind of we just think average teams in that like in those spots with multiple losses just because they're always gonna evaluate the SEC better.
0: Right. And and with all due respect to the Shield, Blake, that's kind of why OU made the move to the SEC. You,
1: yeah, no, I, I, I I get it, Like I get it now, like I 100% get it after seeing, like, the ACC is basically done, the, like, Big 12, oh, you're basically, it is the Big 12 champion is gonna be in, you're probably not gonna get two squads in, and you're just gonna get stuck with, oh, like, the mid, like, top and mid-tier of the Big 10 and SEC, it just, it sucks the SEC had a down year too that's what the, the SEC's best yeah. out of conference win was Louisville which Kentucky beat that was their only one their next one were going down to maybe like Auburn Cal like they did not have Missouri like, beating K-State Missouri beating K-State yeah like they don't have any like good signature wins that that was on a last second at home They're, like yeah, it's the, Oklahoma State has a better win against Kansas State than the SEC does yeah yeah it, it It just makes the resume didn't stand up for the SEC this year. The quality of talent didn't. Like, this would be the year to show that you're unbiased, that you're like, look, SEC had a down year, like, it sucks, but they played themselves out of it, basically, by Bama winning it, and Texas beating them, like, that's, I just don't get it, I don't get how you can go into conference championship week, and those are the games that the playoffs sees as, like, okay, these are kind of, like, the quarterfinal rounds, basically, that is gonna knock off some competitors, like, if you wanted to get in, you had to win your conference, but...
0: It just
1: it, Ultimately, but, like like but Texas played them. Like te- they had one of those quarterfinal games at Alabama and they lost. And yeah, so it's, it's
0: just like it's a mess. Ty, it's, Ty, do
1: you have any thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, we kind of talked about it last pod. I, I did. It, Blake, I was crucified for the take that you just had about Texas already having beaten Bama. Uh, Jameson started screaming. It was early in the season. Uh, no, I guess stop. Early in this season James doesn't Jameson is James I
0: mean, no no b- very good at just screaming whenever there's a take we have. It goes, Argh! and then he we does just got to move on. He
2: screams a lot. Longtime listeners of the pod know uh, he, he screams a lot on the pod. <laughs> and- <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I do like, I, I would have been more upset, I think, had, had uh, Georgia gotten in. I do like this year, at least you had to win your conference championship. I mean, I feel like it was the four best conference champions. Certainly, but I don't know. I you did touch on something that I did want to bring up, but uh, we talked about how if it's you know the ranking of the best, then why didn't Florida State drop down to like seventh, which would have been absolutely, actually, absolutely hilarious if on the uh, the reveal show Florida State just wasn't even mentioned because <laughs> yeah, they only covered the show top off. six. There was not even people are like what? And, like you're <laughs> dead <laughs> certain as soon as you see like five and six announced. You're dead certain that Florida State made it in, and then it's Bama, and you're like, "What in the world?" The committee just on? forgot. It have been hilarious. <laughs> they just they were
1: out like seven or eight. But they need to do – if they're going to do dramatic jumps, they have to be willing to do dramatic drops. If they really, like – I would at least admire them because I'm like, at least you're standing by your conviction that, like, you think this team is really bad. Like, you think in its current form Jordan Travis mattered that much, that, like, they aren't beating anybody, like, remotely close to the top six or seven. I respect that more. I respect that more because at least you're saying, like, look, we are wrong. But the fact that they went into this final week and didn't – just like that Louisville game which they won it that, that was the deciding factor that it's like oh like and now like, we can it should now be
0: it should be a credit to them that they fought through losing Travis and their backup they did that with a third they won the ACC championship with a third string quarterback their defense was absolutely That's dominant against a Jeff Brom offense that had been pretty damn good this season like there's a lot to be and not only that but they had the resume too yeah you play in yeah. the acc but you beat duke when they had riley leonard you you beat clemson yep. on the road that's something and then you, you had the non-conference LSU.
1: yes you, you beat LSU. you
0: clobbered a full-strength lsu a one-to-one comparison a, with a three alabama loss. a very Bare-
1: loss lsu
0: but i mean fresh I, from the jump you know they, one of, one they of those beat losses us. they beat
1: up yeah they, they significantly dominated that dominated that game more than Bama did with LSU and Bama had once again the benefit of being at home it's like there were so many things that like could map you could compare that FSU and Bama slate and they just refused that like always they refuse to over like they overlook it it's like they give you this two-hour show or whatever but they only put on boo Corrigan for like five seconds to explain like I think it's it's the same reason why I get mad at officials like officials should have press conferences for controversial calls because at the end of the day you have to defend your decisions or say why you were wrong and i just feel like we never get that satisfaction of like the committee being like this is what happened like this is why we did this they just kind of use like vague oh we think it's like well, worse but
0: did you it, did you hear did you hear you probably didn't the uh description for why old miss was over OU no because they said well old miss in the season they had and then just start talking about Missouri and Penn State, about how they had t- better losses. And I'm like, that that's not an ex- explanation for why you have whole Miss over OU. Their best win was non- non-ranked to lane.
1: Yeah, it, it's the same thing that happened with SMU, and not me here defending Bad. SMU, but like, they... They were getting onto SMU for losing to P5 schools, but Liberty didn't play a P5 school the entire year. Like, they played the weakest—they played the weakest strength of schedule in all of FBS football. Like, you couldn't get worse than Liberty, and so it's just like—
0: And they would have lost to New Mexico State, too, if their quarterback was healthy the whole time through.
1: Yeah, and so it— It makes no sense, and just a heart Last thing, just to harp on Jameson's point. The oh, because it was early on in the year. Do you just want to watch like five FCS games before conference play? Then because that's what happens. Like if you start devaluing, yeah, you if. You start devaluing these early season games, then we won't have good games in the beginning. Like, we complain all the time about these, like, nobody likes scrub games. Nobody does. They suck. But, like, if we keep on devaluing those early season wins, then there's no point of playing them. And now we're just going to get, like, this diluted non-conference where college football doesn't start till about October 1. And, like, that's really going to suck. Like, that's well, this, really going to suck.
0: Well, and Jamie, go ahead, Ty, you got it. I was going to say this this specific committee
2: selection is actually really hilarious for this point because they just completely ignored and devalued Bama losing and then also Texas's entire reputation is built on beating Bama. Like think think about what you would think about this Texas team if that Bama win was, you know, against Rice or like they went in and played at Rice, like replaced it with I know Rice is not FCS. I'm not trying to make a rice bit here, but you know, imagine if they if they replaced that with a scrub team, like that's all that this Texas team has. Like yeah, they beat Oklahoma State, sure. Not, you know, people are trying to hype that up to justify giving Texas hype. Like it, no one seriously, and I'm not trying to be anti-Oklahoma State, I know they beat us this year, but no one seriously thought OSU was that respectable of a team. Like this Texas, they put yeah. everything on that one game. To support Texas, and then completely ignored it to to support Bama. So it is. It's an interesting dichotomy of both ways of looking at it, and with the exact same
0: game in the exact same season. Exactly. I, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Is the only the only reason they can't the only reason why Texas is there is because you can't leave out the SEC champion apparently, and you can't have Alabama. You know, over Texas. So yeah, you gotta put Texas there too. That's just frankly it. And it's it's garbage and you know, like everyone wanted to get rid of the BCS. And I was fine with it because we got rid of the two <laughs> two team system. I'm fine with that. I think the four-team system's bad. But what wasn't bad was the BCS formula, which took in to, to account the computers, the human element, all of that. I mean, get rid of the coaches poll because those are just, you know, sports and those are SIDs (laughs) just filling it out for the head coach. Um, But it's it's we need to go back to the computers instead of this stupid shadow committee of, I don't know, lizards coming up with, you know, the four best teams for TV deals. It's. It's awful. That being said, incredibly excited for Michigan Alabama. That's going to be a banger. And uh, honestly,
1: Texas Washington. Like, Texas oh, Washington, Washington is one of, one of the best ooh. matchups all year. See, Both that's why so I'm bad. like so. Fr- it's like so frustrating because I'm like I think they got it wrong, but like I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this product. Like, yeah. it's always like that's shoot. how they get you. Like that's just, how that's they, what it is. Yeah. They get they,
0: they get you for the controversy to watch all the shows, and then they they put up their hand again. Oh, come get the feed oh, it's, for it's uh, junk for junk the games.
2: You know, it's not good for you, but it's what you want. Like, you're like, no one was craving Florida State Michigan. No, Florida yeah, State no. wasn't even. Florida State wanted to be in the playoff. They didn't want to play Michigan. Like, okay, right. Michigan was probably probably uh, craving an easy Florida State clubbing. Yeah, of <laughs> they need to win. Now they're
0: stuck with Bama, man. Did you <laughs> that see their clip reaction? Of them to, reacting to you, the yeah, Bama. their reaction <laughs> just be like,
1: oh, <laughs> like. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was so loud but not super quiet it was like just the perfect amount of like half the room being like oh it's like finding out it's like it's like getting entered into
2: some sort of like box a random person and you can win a million dollars like drawing and then you find out that you're boxing mike tyson like yeah it's not he's not in his prime anymore but Oh, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to win that one. But I
0: know, he, I know he's got a left hook, and <laughs> yeah, he, like, he it's still, still in there. <laughs> yeah, for That's sure. That's
2: drawing this Bama team this year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't want to deal with it, because you know, you know there might be some magic up in there, mm-hmm. and not only that, but Nick Saban with prep time is scary as hell, so. I know,
1: he was able to beat Georgia, like, Georgia's really good, like, Georgia, I still think, like, is probably the best team in the country, like, I would still, <laughs> like, if we were to, like, even, like, even with knowing everything last week, I'm like, Georgia's probably still the best team in the country, like, I, it's, Nick Saban's just really good, and it's hard, like, those teams are so evenly matched, but. Yeah, I, it's just, like, this Bama team is just, they have some voodoo magic going for them right now. Like, there's no way in hell you're supposed to win that Auburn game with, like, a 30-yard pass, Like, and the Auburn defender completely doesn't see them, and they go and just, like, like handily beat Georgia. Like, I think the final score was relatively close, but, like, it just seemed like Bama was in control most of that game. Like, they just, totally yeah. were. Yeah.
0: They totally were. They totally
2: were. I was, uh, I said on the, on the last pod, Blake, um you know, if, if this Florida State storyline wasn't here this year, any other year, I think we'd be talking about how uh, Georgia kind of got screwed over in the yeah. playoff. And, and I think, it, like you mentioned it, this is much more fringe, but I, Ohio State, I think you can make the argument too, is, is I'm looking at Ohio State going, you know, why did they get left out? Obviously, again, 12 teams solves this and and that's much more... I'm not trying to pander to Ohio State fans who are probably the only people who seriously believe that they got left out, but it is... But uh, they, there's a lot they of storylines.
1: They did go early in the season, and go play notre dame is like that's the, that's my problem is like ohio state does a good job of going out there and like trying to schedule reasonably hard opponents and like have some of those marquee mashup matchups which sucks when you on the other side of the coin you have michigan michigan refuses to schedule anybody big. michigan's playing texas next year Finally, finally, like, and and Jim Harbaugh's going to leave, probably. He's probably (laughs) going to leave.
0: Michigan's non-conference, they have Texas next year, uh, OU the the year after, and then uh, I believe it's Texas, OU, Texas, OU so perfect there finally there you go they figured it out but they also them
1: coasting to like the the week nine or week 10 and then they finally go like against their like tough competition and tough competition and quotes just being club
2: people all year and then penn state is like their first like full pace practice and they still club them and then they play (laughs) Ohio State. That's the they've been prepping for the whole year (laughs) it's just club people basically play a glorified high school team in penn state and then
0: play Ohio house <laughs> they'll be like oh well you know hey maryland with the t- talk Bell, oh he's not yeah, bad <laughs> right. you know maryland you know hey they're kind yeah. of spicy so you might, know? he might be getting plays I, from his I brother he might be getting help from mike I, mcdaniel i was a i was a top two defense guys pretty, pretty <laughs> I,
2: was in, I was in the conference championship <laughs> big 10 runners up <laughs> hilarious technically second best team in the
1: conference behind us <laughs> yeah and that, that also brings me to another point why is michigan the one seed washington played the harder schedule uh, is undefeated and like honestly he's looked a little bit more impressive in my opinion like at least but also they were
0: nine point dogs like a week ago it's hard to yeah. take them. yeah i like, know but just... Washington
2: would have lost to Ohio State
1: yeah Probably, yeah, but probably. we also said that about Oregon. Yeah, and that's, we were or I thought. Wrong. I thought Oregon was gonna womp them. I thought, like, honestly, Oregon, Oregon looked like the better version of Ohio State this year, and I, yeah, they, that they just was, got, they, they, were they got awful. walloped.
0: Like, from the they get-go, it
1: was, that was rough, but Turns um, out when you have a quarterback that can't throw more than like five yards, that becomes problematic in close games. <laughs> Ooh, oh,
2: yeah. Let me tell you what, they're trying to do it again. Well, <laughs> this is a good again. segue
1: into the transfer <laughs> portal segment that we
2: have to talk about. Oregon loves that. Oregon said, let's get worse. Bo
0: Nix." Oh my God. Yeah. So they're running yeah, it back. <laughs> the portal has been nuts. Like it, it, it's crazy. We say this every year that the portal's going crazy, all this, but this year it's been, been pretty insane. Like, it, people are portaling easier I feel like like or yep. quicker I, I mean just thinking about it like obviously not top of the list quality wise but Kyle McCord as a sophomore starting at Ohio State being in the portal is kind of just nuts um I, like there, there's a laundry list um uh, cam Ward the Washington State star quarterback. Uh, you got Riley Leonard out of Duke transferring DJU uh, once again, hitting the portal. Uh, and then of course, OU folks who we haven't had a chance to really talk about, it, but Dylan Gabriel, you know, for his 80th year, uh, you know, trying to find a new home. It's just, it's, it's been unreal. And of course, Florida or Texas A&M, you know, there's just a total exodus there. Uh, Kansas States lost two quarterbacks, which I, 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 really I think it might not-, not be
1: up to three. I think, like, one of their walk-ons, like, slipped into the portal, oh too. I think it's, like, <laughs> it's just Avery Johnson now that's remaining No, there. Avery Johnson's gone. No he isn't. You no. might have gotten duped, Bobby. You They're might have duped? gotten duped. I think I saw the same thing. There's been so many fake on three, like, there's been so many fake on three uh portal things that I I saw one like that and then I checked the username and I'm like, oh thank god. Because I'm like that that would make no sense. Like that would I, I mean
0: saw, Yeah, it'd be so dumb. I, I saw an Ollie Gordon one and I Yeah. But I need to double check that surely not with Johnson. Like yeah, you know, I'll, easier send
1: you, uh, I'll send you what I saw, Bobby, and this is probably what, to, we probably have pretty similar okay. uh, themes, but yeah, it looks, it looks very real, but. Jeez, what a mess.
0: But. Uh, anyways, go ahead, go ahead, Blake.
1: Yeah, the, the portal is, like, extra hot this year. I I'm just, I'm. I'm ready for COVID rules to be done. I'm tired of the extra year of eligibility. I'm tired that you can get extra year of eligibility plus a medical red shirt plus all these other combos that can get you up to seven or eight years. Like, it's just getting – it's getting ridiculous. Like, it's not even quarterbacks. Like, if it was like a Jaden Daniels or something that it's like they're an electric college quarterback, not going to make it in the pros, but, like, they're entertaining to watch, I'd be like, great. Like, have those guys – like, I'm fine with those guys staying around – forever but it's just the most mid guys like casey thompson is in the portal right now still trying to find a place (laughs) tyler shuck who hasn't played like more than three games in a season is like gonna be taking over louisville next year it's just uh i'm i'm just sick of seven year guys just being able to float around the sport that are average and it just i don't it's, it doesn't help a team. I really don't think it helps a team. Like, I still think there's some benefit with some of these programs. Like, if you're at Ohio State, if you're at Florida State, if you're some of these big powers, like, sure, you have to have a great starter every single year because that is the expectation. But when you're looking at some of these, like, even, like, at Oregon, like, even, um, like, a Miami, a, uh, like, Mississippi State, UCF, I see, like, a lot of these other teams. Like, it's beneficial to give your young guy a year to develop when you know you're probably— not going to be as good because, like, you're not going to be competing for championships every single year. And so I feel like the portal has, like, contorted our minds that it's like, oh, you need to have a super reliable, perfect starter. But what happens when, like, one of those portal guys fails and you haven't given your, like, backup any reps and they have to step in the next year and hasn't played, like, meaningful football? I just think they we're going to start to see the bad effects of this. I really do. Like, well, I it's
0: yeah i mean ty's talking about junk food i feel like transfer portal quarterbacks can kind of be that if you lean on them too much because it doesn't allow you to move on and you know i some of our colleagues at sellout crowd were a little bit confused as to why we would keep why why would people would be excited about gabriel moving or welcome gabriel moving and i i think to me it's more of a um it's time to move on to Jackson yeah. Arnold, because Gabriel like you don't want to keep Gabriel for one year to lose Jackson Arnold for the rest of his college career. That would be incredibly dumb. Um, and I, someone wrote it I, and I'm blanking on who it was. It might have been might have been Eli Letterman uh, said that Dylan Gabriel no longer needed OU and OU no longer needed Dylan Gabriel. And I think that is it was a smart move to move on from that i don't know oregon's recruiting situation or not i don't know if they have a era parent lined up for bo Nix or not but um i mean i unless it's, it's like a true freshman i, I would think rather...
1: ty, it was ty thompson he's eh. like yeah. he's he was supposed to be like super super dynamic came in last year when bo Nix was heard and was just like all right yeah. It just, like, just all right. So I, I understand why they're going for Dylan Gabriel, but OU, like, OU is in that class where you truly do need be like you're competing for championships and the way to win championships is to have a quarterback with a high ceiling that reaches that ceiling like very few programs like a georgia and alabama maybe can compete without like a star star quarterback but like the other teams that are still in that cont- championship contention but like maybe don't have like the elite pieces on the defense need quarterbacks with high ceilings we know what dylan gabriel is he is a he's A good quarterback. Just good. Like, I think he's not great. I think even his best moments... He's better than just a guy. But he's he's, like... He's not... Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's not a Heisman guy, but he's not just a
1: guy. He's like really... He's pretty good. He's really good. But that's... And that's not good enough at OU. Like, even if you are just a... Pretty good quarterback, it's just not good enough because y'all are competing for championships. Y'all need that like championship, like tier ceiling, where it's like your guys should legitimately like your quarterback should be going to like the NFL type ceiling, not yeah. Dylan Gabriel, who's going to be playing. Let's learn some XFL, buddy, like Arlington <laughs> Renegade style football.
0: Get ready to learn Canadian, buddy. Get ready to learn. Yeah. Well, Duke, then that's buddy. why. That's why so many of these guys are transferring is because, yeah, you could go to the league and maybe get like a backup spot, you know, undrafted walk on whatever. But it's not as much money as you're going to make going to Oregon for a year, get a couple mil, you know, with that NIL bag. You know, it's you're, it's you're a soldier of fortune.
2: Yeah, it's it's almost like, like you know, we've always said on here, if someone's transferring, it's it's for a reason, right? Like no one is super, super, super successful where they're at in every way, and then they transfer, right? Like people make an argument a little bit about Dylan Gabriel. I don't think it's a reasonable one, Uh, but, you know, God, the most successful quarterback at where they were at that I can think of that transferred, obviously this is an OU homer take, but Caleb Williams has got to be the most successful guy where he was originally, and then transferred, but that's also because he had a relationship with a coach that left. So it's not, I don't, like, no one's ever transferring and, you know, they're super, super successful where they're at and then they're going to go elsewhere. I almost feel like the portal is hurting uh people who should otherwise be getting a chance to play because you get these guys who have, you know, DJU is still riding on just high school resume at this point. Like, I understand he was okay at Oregon State. I hope he, like, no dju hater myself (laughs) it's the florida state job because i would love for him to follow up a great quarterback so that people can actually see what he's like when he's throwing incompletions to amazing receivers and leading them to like an eight and four season i wouldn't want that on florida state but you know then people would see who he is uh but you get guys who are who are just coasting on old resumes and or just names of previous schools they've been at that's not Dylan Gabriel's case, but I feel like you're taking away opportunities from from other people. Obviously, it's a beautiful thing if you have a guy who, you know, it's just time for him to move. Obviously, not necessarily of the same era, but, you know, Jalen Hurts, Bama to Bama to OU, but again, you know, he had been sort of forced out at, at Bama, so it's, uh, it's certainly interesting. I, I think the dynamic will correct itself. I think we're sort of seeing a ton of stuff right now, and I think as it People continue to learn because you got to remember a lot of these guys who are, who are portaling right now just wasn't a thing when they when they were, you know, this this became a thing as they were playing. So as people go up through high school and everything else and the ecosystem develops, I think it will normalize a little bit. We'll see fewer portal entries that we see now. And, and I think you still got to give it some time to really. um you know, let it balance out. We're, I think we're still too yeah. early to, to start throwing in rules. I, I've always been a big proponent of let it be the Wild West. Let people transfer whenever they want to and whenever they want to. I, I'm not a fan. I understand why coaches are for it, but I'm not a fan of instituting, um, you know, they wanted to set like, you know, certain date restrictions and everything else on it. I think it's fine how it is. We need, we need to let it play out a little bit more.
0: Well, and the thing, too, Ty, is since the portal has existed, really, uh, to this capacity, we've never seen it in normal operation. It's always been in this COVID era. So we haven't seen it normalize out. So I think that's a big part of it as well. Um, But I definitely do think you see a lot of guys hanging around a little bit longer uh, because they can make more money in college than they can in the pros or Canada or XFL or wherever. So, um, I'm with you. I think we definitely have a little bit more patience with it before we start really making more regulations, you know, really cracking down on it. Cause we don't know what it looks like normal yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not only do we need more, you, you can't even say we need more time with the status quo because we haven't seen what the status quo should be. Um, because we're in just such a weird, unique, uh, situation to say the least. So, mm-hmm. um, Blake, TCU, uh, are y'all looking at any portal folks right now, or are you just kind of SOL?
1: I kind of, I'm honestly fine sitting this one out. It's (laughs) it's one of those things, like, I, it's gonna be Hoover, and then we have, like, another good, like, four-star guy, like, Elite 11 prospect coming in. I'd rather just roll out that, because I'm, like, looking at, like, the tier of quarterbacks right now, there's only... I would say there's only two legitimate quarterbacks that would actually, one on my team. Because, like, Gunner factoring... Yeah, Gunnar Gundy, of course. Uh, Gunnar
0: Gunner <laughs> Gundy transferring away from his dad's team is... Uh, <laughs> just, kiss, man. just kiss, Just kiss. Uh, uh, any other coach, and you'd be like, oh, he's about to leave, but you know Mike Gundy's not going anywhere. <laughs> well, and not only that, but... Not only that, not only are you telling your dad... You know, you're leaving its program. You're telling your dad who hates the transfer portal. You're leaving his program. <laughs> probably the coach that despises the portal. Okay, second, the coach who despises the second second most. Yeah. first has to be Dombo. Uh Funniest tweet. Funniest
2: Going anti portal now. <laughs> who, who as is? well? Who's Prime has been, which is hilarious.
1: <laughs> because I don't think anybody's coming to him. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, people and... <laughs> are like, all right, I'm, I'm going to head out. That Gucci luggage has been redirected. But see, that's the so... funny like situation with Colorado. I think they only have like five people in the portal right now because they took so many last year and realized that they suck and couldn't play on like any other roster within like D1 that they're like, we should just stay like we don't have anywhere else to go like at best we're gonna end up with nothing like we have a scholarship here so we're just gonna stay and so now he doesn't have enough scholarships to go out and get new people in the portal plus like recruit actual high school people that's why you don't take like 60 people through the transfer portal when you only have a certain number of scholarships it was
0: really dumb
1: it was so dumb but yeah, there's only there's only two quarterbacks here that are legitimate. Like I was saying earlier with TCU, like Riley Leonard and we already know he's going to Notre Dame. I think he's or he's obviously been around the block, but I think he has like some intangible skills that make him like a really good college quarterback. I just think whenever you're put in the position with Mike Elko, who took Duke to new heights, I thought, uh, over the last two years, like leaves. You're probably not gonna go find another one of those. So like I understand that. You wanna you wanna keep up your academics, but still like still compete for football good in Notre Dame. And then the other one's Cam Ward. Like Cam Ward's fantastic. The only reason why he's leaving is because Washington State's about to get demoted. They're not gonna be really playing for anything. And he really is their entire like he is their entire team. Uh whenever they would win games, he was the one putting them on their back. That's why I think he He's probably the best fit for Ohio State, where you don't really have anybody behind Kyle McCord. You don't really think Kyle McCord's the guy. But then you also have, like, unlimited money to throw at a guy for a year, like Cam Ward's easy. And he goes back to, like, the CJ—maybe not CJ Stroud, but more Justin Fields. He's a little bit more mobile, can shift around. Kind of gives you some of the things that Ryan Day liked in originally and to just not have to deal with. Kyle Accord with no Maserati Marv either, so it's definitely it's gonna be worse than Kyle Accord. It's it's gonna get bad.
0: It's well, And apparently apparently McCord is uh heading to or thinking about heading to uh, Nebraska. Him and him and Rule are talking, which is
1: <laughs> just yikes man that's so <laughs> gross like he he just looked like he didn't get it which is concerning in an ohio state offense which like is so that's that's the thing about ohio state quarterbacks like i know cj stroud's now good but like the reason why they always get drafted so high is they scheme so well to get guys open that it makes them look really, like, a lot better than they probably actually are. Well, so they have when a suite
0: you... of five-star receivers. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't even have to—you just have to be, like, competent, like, somewhat competent to, like, do a read or maybe two to get it to a guy, and he couldn't do that. So no, it's yeah. it's—you have to go. You have to go at that point.
0: Yeah, no— Honestly, smart move on his end. I'm surprised even like Nebraska's looking at him because that Big Dog feels like he should be playing on Tuesdays on uh on Maxion. But I, I saw I mean, like, that's
1: that's about Nebraska's level at this point. They're, they're like, like ooh, ooh,
0: he's gritty.
1: <laughs> I saw somewhere that somebody uh like pitched the idea of him going to Miami and I was just like, oh dear God, like that would just oh, be uh, God. Just oh. so bad. Oh. It would just no. be it he's Tyler Van Dyke. He's just like you get a new version of Tyler Van Dyke, and you like stay like very. I can't even call Miami average at this point because like Disaster. they significantly perform under the talent level they have on their squad. Like and look,
0: here's the thing: is next next off season, give it a couple months, you know it's gonna come. The ball not knowers. I know we refer to each other as ball not knowers on this pod. We all know ball, really. All I, things considered. There's, was there's, there's one man on here tonight. throwing Everyone
2: out. tonight doesn't no
0: But we all know that Miami's going to be ass next year, and everybody yeah. in come August will be like, oh, is this is this year the I, Hurricanes I are want back?
2: So badly for Miami to be back, I do in too. like every way in, in like winning games just. and then also just being absolute menaces, like committing crimes. It's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, they are a, they're a small private school. I
0: don't and know As much it. as they try to be the Raiders of college football it's just not them how do you fix that i like you, i don't know if the answer is like an on-campus stadium like coral gables is kind of a mess and this is a whole we have an entire off season to talk about random stuff like <laughs> we'll how a do a <laughs> whole miami pot. can we we Back need to, to, to... the poor. Go ahead, Ty. You're, you're right. We need to get back to the point. No,
2: I, I want to hear what you have to say. Actually, I, yeah. I was gonna
0: say this this off season, maybe we like just randomly break out the weekend spread whenever we want to talk about some random object, like college football things, and we'll be like, "How do you fix Miami? I don't know. You know, that sort of thing." That is though. true.
2: Hostile takeover and restructuring of Miami.
1: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Sell listen to up. the saudis oh, God. no 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 you,
0: florida state already has that set. Yeah, you, need, yeah. you need you need a different uh, public investment fund to buy miami get get like abu dhabi yeah. in charge of miami <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say bobby
2: one of the first things you mentioned when we when we dove into this portal subject was had to do it i had to do it i had to bring it up Why would some OU fans not be upset that Dylan Gabriel is leaving? You guys already know the answer. This is proprietary schooner pod analysis. No one else has gathered this data. It is, in fact, verifiable data. I'm going to pose this as a question. I know you guys already know the answer because I've told you, but when is the last time that an OU quarterback lost eight games in a two-season span?
0: I don't know, Ty. When
2: the last time that happened was 1969, 1970 with Jack Mildred before we adopted the wishbone. That's how long ago this was. In 1970, halfway through, I guess we adopted the wishbone. We lost one more game, but really cleaned it up from there. And then obviously, Mildred was great in uh, in the later seasons, but An OU quarterback has not lost eight games. This is why Dylan Gabriel's transferring, because I ran the numbers. I couldn't get super firm stats. It's mathematically possible that in 1930 and 31, if OU had the same starting quarterback, they lost more than nine games in a two-year span. But if Dylan Gabriel stayed, played this bowl game, and we lost, he would be the only verifiable OU quarterback Ever to lose nine games in a two-year span. Why did Kale Gundy not do that? It, because they, we had a bunch of star. There was in so the we kept 90s, benching them because they were started, bad. Yeah, he would start like four games <laughs> and then he'd get benched for two, and then we'd lose both of those, and then he'd come back. There, but there, us. yeah. So throughout is. the nineties, you would say, "Oh, it's someone in the 90s. We ran through quarterbacks so often in the nineties uh, that no quarterback actually lost eight games in a two-year span in the nineties as as the starting quarterback obviously if you say like oh someone played in this played in this yeah, um yeah, yeah. obviously that's not including ou's lost texas last year as gabriel did not play that is counting the tcu game where he was the starting quarterback um and, and played for part of it so statistically right one of the worst in recent memory uh the worst in my lifetime at least statistically so uh,
0: and i mean like you can go back to like some other subpar quarterbacks like Trevor Knight or um, beat Alabama, you know, yeah, did beat Alabama. Nate Hibble also beat Alabama. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I Not don't know. super frequent, but strange that it happened twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hibble might have beaten them. No, White beat him the second time. Well, that was but, beating Bama didn't well, really
2: mean a lot. But. Hibble,
0: Hibble also didn't start the game where he beat Alabama. That was one of the games Jason White tore his knee up. You know, what, hmm. one of the two times he tore an ACL was uh, against Alabama. But anyways, that's so beside the point. But you're right. That is a really weird factoid and even weirder made by the fact that Jack Mildred is awesome, like kind of a Sooner legend. But um, I guess maybe that goes to show that Dylan Gabriel, Sooner legend, maybe he's oh, kind of OU's, he's OU He He rolled into town when we needed him most and he left voluntarily, I guess. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> mostly voluntarily it was time to go but all right that's all we kind of very, have for the portal transient fellow very very a liminal bit. career. <laughs> yeah, a little bit <laughs> all right let's move on to our next topic and we're gonna wrap this up with the uh, Army Navy oh uh, yeah, that's right we have a college football game this weekend um and look. We've had some pretty rough army navies in the past. This one's not great. Both teams, what five and six, I believe. Yep. Yes. Uh, both ineligible for a bowl because they're playing this game past the selection point.
1: Um, That's a little a bit dumb of a- rule. That is a dumb yeah. rule. Like, if you know one of those teams, a team has to win. A team has to win this Saturday, which would put them into bowl. Like, I understand if it's like, okay, one team's eight and four, and the other's five and six, and the or sorry, eight and three, I guess, and the that one won. Like, that doesn't make sense. But I don't get why you can't make the exception this year where you know one of them will be bowl eligible. That's just me, though. Yeah.
0: Especially I mean, when we had open
1: slots. We yeah. we had open slots for the bowls to fill that we were bringing in teams. Granted, rightful teams, but... Yeah, just say the winner of
0: Army-Navy gets in. Yeah. Like, that would actually add to the drama, too. It's like winner goes to a bowl game.
2: Yeah, it would yeah, be super easy. This is basically a, a bowl game. I mean, obviously, that they, they want to play one more game, uh, especially the ones that's going to be their last time playing, but... I, both of these teams are, are not at the point where they're getting to a bowl game that is any more significant uh, than, than this one in terms of the pageantry and, and everything else. Uh, First-ever time it's being played in New England, uh, being played um, up at the Pat Stadium. So that's uh, that will be interesting this year. Apparently there has been a tremendous demand uh, for tickets and, and for everything else. So it'll be interesting. Like you touched on, uh, both of these teams – not necessarily the greatest this year i mean everyone has sort of this idea of, of army because obviously they've been a, a little bit better in, in the past couple of years they have fallen off I, I think in recent memory obviously go back five six yeah, further and, and they were a very significant team especially that year that they almost almost beat ou um uh, I forget what it was on, like
0: obscure pay-per-view. Yeah, it, it, it was on a perfect, pay-per-view. Like, but everyone and watched like, it on that guy's Periscope screen where you could see. Yeah, it was before we were on ESPN Plus. It was like
2: some sort of weird. I think you had to go to our website or something like that and and sign up. And, and like no one had it. And it was just uh, absolutely hilarious. Last year was the first time this game has ever gone into overtime. Which uh, is actually pretty insane to think about when you think about both of these offenses not being that impressive, in the fact that you know we're um, over a hundred games into this series, Navy leading the series sixty-two to uh, fifty-four with seven ties. Obviously, overtime not a big thing back in the day when they were just happy with ties, but uh, yeah, it, it should be an interesting it should be an interesting game this season. Both of or but this yeah this year this season. Both of these teams very unimpressive from the air, although they're both averaging about double what Florida State put up in their ACC championship game. And many are saying that that team should have been in the playoffs. So I think both of these teams uh, must be tremendous through the air if uh, if they're putting up double the numbers of an alleged playoff team.
0: They should just throw the winner of this in the CFP, just kick out Alabama, and put in Navy. Just for just that's for the twelfth
2: bid. Yeah, the twelve. Then the twelve-team playoff. All the yeah. Power
0: Five champs
2: get in automatically. The winner of Army Navy gets in just to see what will happen. And then uh, I like to think Boca would get an auto bid, but
0: they should. They should honestly, but also they didn't win the Sun Belt. But that's hypothetically... another that's Apparently, another
2: off-season pod ideas is
0: we describe our
2: ideal auto bids for the twelve teams.
0: out of respect for army navy i'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of uh boco fans being excited on twitter about boulevarding before the serve pro uh versus bonkers oh, Bowl. no <laughs> they're not that anyways we're not again out of respect not going to go down that uh, rabbit hole um But no, this is, I I, I honestly, in a weird way, even though the records are kind of gross, I think the fact that these two teams are evenly matched is really exciting. I feel like growing up, Navy was always a superior, way, way, way superior team to Army every single year. Mm -hmm. So to have this be like a pretty evenly matched, solid game, I'm excited for it. Because, you know, we talk all the time about rivalry games where you throw the record out, blah, 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 blah. But this one, you really do throw it out. Like you just watch yeah. the game, enjoy the spectacle and the rest of college football, the rest of the sports world just kind of melts away. Yeah.
2: Army won; they've won a five of the last seven, but like you touched on pretty much the entirety of the two thousands. Uh, Navy has been dominant. I mean, I, I think we went on uh was it 15 game? I'm, I'm a terrible fan for not knowing, but I, I think it was 15 years in a row of uh, just straight wins over, over army, which was a, uh,
0: very, very significant, of course. And you know, we being uh, army in that sense. Ty. Um, for for viewers who might not know, why do you support navy?
2: I've always been i uh, I've always supported uh, the midshipmen. I've always, I've always supported navy. Um, and then, obviously, having been in the Marine Corps, uh, we draw a significant number of our our officers from the Naval Academy, and then uh, obviously fall under the umbrella of the Department of the Navy. So uh, you'll see some. Some uh, Marine Corps activities, some, some vehicles and, and personnel and everything else out uh, in attendance for the, uh, for the game. And uh, it, it's very much a joint effort on, uh, on behalf of what would be referred to as the greater naval service uh, between the, the Navy and the Marine Corps. You'll see uh, Marine Corps assets doing flyovers uh, for games uh, traditionally. And then you see on the pants, obviously, uh, Navy always wears the uh, eagle globe and anchor on their uh, left hip there. Actually, this is a good segue into into the uniforms, uh, because that's always a big one. Sorry, if you're listening on podcast, Uh, Bobby's got them up here on uh, for our our video watchers, not video
0: listeners. Hey, you can listen to the video. Fifty two oh two or sorry, fifty four oh two. Go to that on YouTube and you can see them visually. So,
2: yeah, that's a good tip. Or just, you know, Google Army, Navy uniforms. That's true. You can do that. Too. Actually, give us the views. Give us the views. Give us. The, yeah. Wait. Ty. No. <laughs> give us the views. Give us the oh, views. No, I'm a terrible promoter. <laughs> uh, so we'll go. We'll go left to right here. So army's uniforms. Uh, you see, there in the tan or the cream. Uh, he's wearing a number three. They are uh, honoring the the army's third infantry division, um, a division known sort of their they're known for. They had a commander who was very big on what he called out-deciding the enemy, uh, which I think is just a really cool analogy to, to bring to football. Really any sort of human endeavor is being able to make correct decisions or just decisions in general, obviously correct decisions uh, at a rate that just outpaces your opponent. Obviously, you're going to, you know, if you're a quarterback and you can make, you know, correct decisions outpacing what the defense can make, then you're going to make those completions. Um, and then the other big thing that the third infantry division is known for is uh, the Thunder Run was their tactic um, in in recent memory. And, you know, that couldn't be more fitting for these teams that are both super, super run heavy, both in the top 25 in rushing. Uh, Funny enough, because that's all they do. I I think both teams are pretty evenly matched. I want to say Army is 20th, Navy is 22nd. I'd be completely wrong on that. I'm not looking down at my notes right now. But, um, yeah, so Army wearing that sort of desert cream, uh, with a little V stripe under the numbers, uh, sort of, um, it invokes, I guess, the the motif <laughs> of uh, some of the markings that are on uh, army tanks. Same with the coloration. So that's that's what army's going for in this one. And I think it is a beautiful uniform matchup pairing uh, with navy, who has gone with uh, navy with Under Armour uniforms. Interestingly enough, there's always a Nike versus Under Armour uh, matchup in this game as well. Navy going with the deepest blue uh, that Under Armour had in their lineup, apparently, honoring the, uh, the silent service, the submarines. So Navy is a big fan of airbrushed helmets. They've got some airbrushed helmets with a sort of deep ocean blue uh, water sort of waves on them. And then a, uh, a Virginia class fast attack submarine painted on the sides and then just an overall deep blue uniform with a uh, bold white lettering that sort of invokes some of the, the numbering on older Navy submarines with that, uh, that crisp white on the deep, deep blue uh, meant to invoke the, uh,
0: the submarines. So That's so sick. I, 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 I got to lot. I honestly kind of love the sub uniforms. Uh, a little bit better than the army ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um the army ones are sick. I always love the gold, the like the kind of uh tan look they have going. I think on a different podcast I actually said I preferred the army ones, but <laughs> making these graphics and everything, it it, it it's pretty sick. Pandor um, and Bobby uh, as usual. Pandering you know, <laughs> But but look I I after spending more time with them, you know, editing these graphics and seeing the little what what got me was the guy hopping out of the submarine. That made it even cooler.
2: Yeah, I will say if you go watch the the release trailers uh, for these, I think Navy had a much higher production value, uh, and they went much farther into just making a good uh, advertisement. I, I think if you watch them, not that the Naval Academy couldn't have produced it, but I think you go and watch the the reveal trailers for each of these uniforms, and you can tell that West Point made the trailer for Army because it's very much like a old school history channel sort of infomercial where they're showing the uniform, but the guys at like an Army base, uh, maybe in Arizona, it looked a lot like my backyard here. Um, and and he's just kind of walking around in the sand while someone reads off like historical notes. And then I think Under Armour made the Navy one. It seems like a legitimate, uh, really cool commercial, but yeah, I, I got to say, uh, looking at them from a merchandise angle, obviously they always sell really well to people who are fans of, of sort of one thing or another. But uh, these are very much uniforms. I think uh, the jerseys are kind of simple on their own, but they, they very much come together into uh, some really sharp things that I will uh, look like a, uh, a very, very cool matchup on TV. Um, as well. Because sometimes when you get these really neat, you know, one-off uniforms, I, Navy's been guilty in the past, maybe over airbrushing the helmets and you can't really tell what's going on or like, you just get some weird matchups. But this this should be very pleasing to the eyes with a sort of cream uh, yellowish color and then a
0: deep, deep blue. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the color and color can be too much. I'm with you, but it just, they complement each other perfectly. It's that and it it symbolizes you know kind of in a in a very simple dumb way land versus sea you know like that's kind of it's kind of neat it it, it makes sense tried, a little bit there. i have not
2: i've not thought about that and i haven't heard anyone say that but yeah. that is uh that is actually really hilarious that someone <laughs> has simplified it that way
0: yeah it's it, yeah it's the get old uh pokemon ruby and sapphire battle you know ground versus water i guess i don't know um blake what are your thoughts on uniforms who do you like uh who 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 do you give the edge to in the uni battle
1: I think it's always Navy for me because I I love the airbrushed helmets. I know they can get a little bit wild, a little bit out there. But I, like, love the ones where they do, like, the different ships or planes and they do, like, different ones depending on, like, your position group and stuff like that. I just feel like Navy, uh, and this is, like, weird because I feel like Under Armour always goes, like, very simple with a lot of their uniforms. But they seem to get the Navy partnership correct with this that gives them something that, like, I love. Like, I love that both of these jerseys really don't try too hard to be doing too much with, like, graphics and other things. However, like, I do think, like, the small subtle touches, like, the Navy's helmet and stuff, like, really wraps it together. Like, if you take off the helmet, it's a really, like, pretty color blue and a white jersey, which, like, for the podcast listeners, like, probably seems very basic. But it just looks significantly more beautiful uh, than it sounds so i i love the navy ones but i think this is like it's great it's gonna look like a sandy beach out there uh <laughs> the, <laughs> it's going to be the the water running up uh running up the shores and then uh the tide going out to see whatever the <laughs> whatever army has the ball so i think it's just it's gonna look magical so but i get it's the awesome. edge, navy those helmets like those helmets right that deep color of blue like i just i want one of those jerseys just because i'm admiring that color of blue and how just perfect it looks
0: yeah hi i for, for the uh podcast or youtube viewers we always see rocking navy stuff all the time is this a candidate uh a jersey candidate for you like uh to to maybe I, add to your collection
2: no i i wouldn't say it's a i'm always on the lookout for the for the navy jerseys when they go on sale um i'm wearing my sort of this one with the uh from a couple years ago i it's a shame I don't remember the year, but the, the Don't Give Up the Ships with the uh, the deep blue uh, granite on the shoulders. It's not water. It's it's from a, a chapel that's on the campus. Uh, but I, I think next up in my queue will probably be the NASA ones. I had a talking point on this as well. Both of these schools had to mention it, had to mention it, unlike <laughs> Central Florida. Uh, both of these schools, much like OU, uh, have produced astronauts that have been to the moon uh, central Florida you know hasn't even produced astronauts so uh both mm-hmm. of these schools very much own space uh, Navy more so than army but uh both of these schools verified space schools uh, so I, I think Navy maybe the NASA ones uh, a couple years ago I was a big fan of the the fly Navy ones as well uh, for for naval aviation they were similar but they had some red in them um and, and they had some cool stuff but yeah it, I mean these are always uh, really great. I, Army really knocks it out of the park a lot of the years uh, as well. But, um, you know, so we, we've sort of decided on our, our picks for the uniform matchup. I know we weren't necessarily super firmly uh, planning on it, but this is the weekend spread. And we do have a, a three point line in this one, which I think is pretty fair. Army uh, coming off of obviously both teams are, are five and six right now. Army maybe has a little bit more of an impressive resume. Army uh, is on a a three-game hot streak, uh, but with a win over ranked Air Force, Air Force was a a pretty respectable team this season, Uh, and then a win over Coastal Carolina, obviously Coastal, not who they once were, Uh, and then Army's other wins being Holy Cross, uh, UTSA, and Delaware State, not very impressive at all, but you go over to Navy and uh, most impressive win, maybe North Texas uh, would be the best team that they've beaten this year. Other teams being East Carolina, UAB and uh, Charlotte and Wagner who it's D three or something like that. I think so, um, you know, not super impressive resumes. I think Navy has the most quality loss in their loss to Notre Dame. So that's an important thing to remember. Um, If you're the college football playoff committee, you could, in fact, look at that quality loss where they lost, I think it was 42 to six to Notre Dame, and and that could give them the edge.
0: Did you delete the quality loss mention banner? Because I was no, it's under
2: it's under a weird. It's too late. It's under weekend spread. There it is. Quality loss mention. Quality loss mention. There's there's two quality loss banners there's I, also I pack there's a pack quality of
0: loss quality question loss. mark yeah. that one's not <laughs> that unfortunately no that longer one feasible. you'll have to retire the debut yeah, does or look or hey, actually
1: look. oregon state and wazoo owns the ip to that now so the two we might yeah, get but there's no we way use you that. get a
2: quality loss
0: out of those two teams <laughs> <laughs> that's, <the thing. laughs> that's funny no but i, I think um, we should i think we should do yeah. Some, some yeah teams. we gotta pick the game yeah for sure um Look, I, I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched, but I when, I, when I've been thinking about this game, I keep going back to what Army's done. The record isn't impressive, yeah, I know, but they have some big-time wins. That Air Force team was very big. Very good. We were very impressed with them on the weekend spread many a time this season. Um, UTSA, very great program as well. I... I'm I'm trending army and I'm going to go with army here. Um usually in an evenly matched game like this I just take the points, but I I mean I I think the I think the Knights really kind of have this. Um they have a better team. They've won big games in tough situations. Obviously nothing tougher than, you know, your rival with Navy. This game is massive. It's it's bigger it, it's as big as a college football game can get. So to me I think I think army finds a way to dig their way out of, like out of this tough battle. I mean, definitely going with the under on this one, Uh, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with army. They've, they've pulled it out. So army gets the win and the commanders commander in chief's uh, trophy here is my, my, my pick.
2: Hmm. Important, important note, uh, you know, as, as we get into this on picks, it is a three-point line, like Bobby mentioned, Army minus three. Both of these teams have kickers whose long is 45, but whose realistic range is much shorter than that. So uh, <laughs> Navy's, oh, it's Navy's, uh, yeah, Navy's kicker, I think, is about, yeah, he's 62.5%. Uh, they've only had eight attempts all year. He's made five. Uh, Army has attempted much more, which I think bodes well for that three-point cover for them. Uh, their leading kicker sitting at uh just under 85 uh, oh, percent 11 made good. on on 13 attempts so okay. they uh their realistic range though is uh I, I think their average is in the uh is in the 20 to <laughs> 20 to 35 yard range
0: for oh, <laughs> both of them so
2: this is this is one where it is kind of rough when you start to get into analyzing like the scoregami of it. If you're not familiar with the the term scoregami, is sort of the the outcome of the scores. I get. I'm not sure how short.
0: It summary it's a score, score- scoregami. It, well, there's it's unique it's scoregami. So. Yeah, scoregami is really rare in college football. Uh, it's like the first time that scores ever been recorded in college football. Oh, well, I,
2: yeah, yeah. I use yeah, scoregami but- sort of as the science of how mathematically scores would work
0: out. If that's a so math. So that's quick box. Well, yeah, but that's, quick I mean, props. that's all Skoragami is too. Yeah, pretty much. OU had a scoragami this year, actually. I think against West Virginia, which is pretty wild. But Blake, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the game?
1: Yeah, I, this one's going to be interesting to me. I know we talked about Navy back in week zero feels like light years away, but oh God, Navy wow. definitely started to implement the pass a little bit more. Like, this doesn't sound like a lot, but I feel like this is a lot in Navy standards. Crunch the numbers with all the different quarterbacks that they played. They're passing about, like, 16, 17 times a game, which is, like, fairly substantial. Like, I know Army has tried to take a little bit of that jump to passing it, but they're still only hovering around, like, 10, 11 more mark, it seems like Navy's willing to commit to that, so I'm really excited to see just how the future of, like, what Navy's trying to get at to, like, kind of modernize their offense a little bit, like, what does that bode for this type of game? Is it one of those things it's, like, you want to modernize but then you realize it doesn't work, so you go original, like, you go back to the old scheme like, very quickly, and you're like, yeah we're not passing it a single time, like is it one of those things that you're just so familiar in this game that you're not chucking the uh, rock around, that it's just, like, Stick to the basics, keep it close. Like it seems like these games always come down to like a final drive, um, extra like, like they always seem relatively close. It's just, or it's probably hard to blow out teams when you're running the triple option. Like you kind of like you methodically move the ball, and so i'm gonna take navy with the points i just feel like i, I i'm interested to see how the pass uh, the pass attack works worries me a little bit what ty's saying about the kickers <laughs> i just need <laughs> to see what the 45 yarders look like from these two guys i just imagine it's just like winds behind them like hits the bottom of the crossbar and it just rolls over Downhill. Like it barely got it. <laughs> they're just they're just like oh thank god like um in denver but, it yeah, differ, maybe yeah. probably, at Air, <laughs> probably Force. Air Force. Yeah, that <laughs> Air Force.
2: <laughs>
1: they need every every little bit, but I'm for sure taking the under. I just feel like they. This is one of those games. The under can't be too low. It just every year these teams will like put up new offensive records for like what the triple option can do. They look unstoppable or like even just one of the schools. Like I think even like when you put like an air force or something, I fell victim to that this year. I'm like, air force is so good. Like these games have to go over. No, they still find a ways when they play the other service academies to find a way to to slow it to a crawl. Yeah. It's just like they, they know the offense. Yeah. They know the offense. And so it, there is no total too low that I'm willing to take so I'm just going to take the under. Does There's the nothing over worse. finally in-
0: hit last year. I feel like I remember the overhitting last year.
1: I don't. No, I think so. it might have been 2 years ago. I, I remember like, it being
0: a de- like a big deal cuz everyone was like it's been 23 years since the uh you know overhit and then it finally hit.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's so funny for just all the advanced analytics and, like, people that actually try to, like, project spreads and stuff like that. Like, the total they have for this game is so significantly higher than what Vegas, like, projects. Like, Vegas, like, artificially lowers the total, and it, like, still goes under every single time. Like, they have pumped the number so far (laughs) down, and they still can't find the sweet spot of, like, getting it to the point where it can make it a competitive, like, a competitive spread.
0: Oh yeah, last year,
1: Ozer last year it.
0: it ended a 16-year run for the under.
1: Was it because of overtime? It's because of overtime. Oh yeah, yeah because of overtime. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah,
0: la- last year was the, last year the total was 32 and
1: a half. Uh, <laughs> was it double? Was it single or double overtime? I think it was just single. Single. Yeah. Yeah. It was 20 okay. to 17.
0: This year it's uh 27 and a half, 27
1: so. and a half. Yeah. This
0: year. Very, very Iowa ish. Uh, Ty, I, I feel like I know who you're going with, yeah. but I got, but it's, it's your turn. We're, yeah, we're, rolling, so out the, we're rolling out the red carpet for you. Who you pick?
2: <laughs> end of last season? Uh, Navy parted ways with long, long time coach, uh, Ken Nino- Dean Montalolo, um, Blake kind of touched on it. I think there was a desire at Navy um, to move forward. Being the head coach at either of these schools is is a big deal. It's there's a greater expectations beyond um, sort of just winning games. There's a player development. There's a certain personality. There's a certain they they want a certain type of person there. They want them to be there for a long time. And uh, Ken Neomontalolo did a really good job of that, of developing uh, Goodman Shipman that were able to, you know, go on to the Naval service and, and do great things and also win a good number of games, have a, a very, very good record against Army, uh, but it was just kind of time to to move on. So uh, Navy um, hired new head coach uh, as of this year, Brian Newberry, obviously bit of a rough start to the year, but uh, he's in it for the long run. And I think, like Blake said, there is a, a pretty tremendous effort to implement a, a newer, or more modern, or at least more novel style of offense or of football in general to move on from that just sort of option-heavy, you know, service academies have one gimmick. Obviously, it's still very run-heavy. Obviously, you know, it's a lot of the same and in, in sort of day-to-day nothing changes, but in, in time, things will be very different, I think is the strategy. And it's, it's something that they're sort of following air force and air force pioneered, uh, moving to a more novel system. Uh, and, and obviously we've seen great things from air force in recent years, they were ranked much of this year, um, uh, even though they lost to army army, obviously still headed up by a uh, head coach at uh, Jeff Munkin. He's done a, a tremendous job there. Um, but, uh, you know facing hard times right now and, and service academy football is is hard especially with the the recruiting landscape right now and uh the service academy is not exactly able to take advantage of the portal and of Nil so <laughs> Although Ty,
0: Ty, I believe what you once had to take that uh technically the US government first Nil payers
2: it was, well yeah they weren't they weren't on Nil but they've always been salaried uh, yeah, they're always from a certain paid... point of view on a, on a military pay scale. So even going back to, I mean, that's why they won all the championships back in like the forties and stuff. Uh, Cause they were able to actually just salary their people. Um, but yeah, I will be of course, riding with my mids plus three in this one. I, I like them outright. I think this game is essentially a, a pick them every year uh, when it comes to the line, it's such a throw the record books out. And then again, the teams are just so similar in so many ways that this one I think really is a a throw the record books out. And you very rarely see this one run away. Like this is one of those where, you know, anything can happen in in college football. Obviously you're not probably not going to see a a tremendous like hail Mary or, or pick six or something, but anything can happen. And when you're talking about a game, that's most often a one score game, it really is a watch the whole thing. Obviously it's going to be a slower brand of college football. I feel like, I want the over to happen so bad. I want both of these teams have pretty respectable defenses, honestly talk about, Oh, who have they played? But I mean, army played LSU. They didn't do that. Great. Navy obviously played Notre Dame, but statistically, both of these teams are uh, in the top 25 and a couple figures on defense um, on, I think stopping third downs and um, in, in different things like that. Obviously, You know, number of first downs against you is something that time of possession greatly helps, but I wish it would hit the over, but I'm going to have to ride with Navy and the under on this one.
0: All right. Well, it looks like I'm an island boy here, which is a horrible place to be when you're we didn't get a
2: pick for uh, we didn't get a pick
0: for uh, Jameson. Yeah,
2: well. I, there I'm is sure. some comedy to being an, an island boy surrounded by Navy. <laughs> I know, <not> good. <laughs> <laughs> definitely,
0: definitely a little ironic there, uh, to say the least. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for what should be a really good, really exciting game. Um, you know, just truly a really excellent bit of Americana. An important, not just an important game for college football, but an important game for the country. And just it's 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 awesome. And always, and Ty. Always really appreciate talking about this every single year with you. Uh, the amount of passion you have for uh, Navy and this game and all of this—it's uh, it, clearly evident. And it's—it's it's always. Uh, I just was. I just want to thank you for sharing it with uh, both us and uh, you know our audience. It, it's always a really good time. I think that's. I mean, that's why we do this. It's passion for the game, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this one's gonna look interesting next year. Both of these teams going to be in the American. Technically, won't be an American game, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so Army making a big jump to, um, I get, gu- I, I guess the American next year. That'll be interesting. But um, look, that's all we have for the weekend spread part. Um, we had a bit of breaking news kind of happen over over um the, the course of this podcast Jamie Stutzman going to uh, the NFL draft um so something a little bit surprising for OU there uh, some moves in the portal um a, a, a pretty solid Michigan State offensive tackle you know moving to OU we're not going to break that down now it's 117 <laughs> in our kind of gap weekend spread week. So I'm not, we're not, we're not going to dive into that, but you best believe me and Ty will have those takes for you on Sunday for the, uh, schooner pod. Um, and, uh, Jameson too, if he decides to show up and, you know, accept his criticism for being a ball, not knower. But, um, anyways, guys really appreciated this entire show. Always a blast uh blake um final thoughts your first army navy pod what what did you think
1: No, I enjoyed it. I thought this was perfect. Like, honestly, this is going to be probably now a nice little yearly tradition with how crazy things the Transfer Portal goes, the 12-team playoff, all that. Just have a nice, like, this one was so... Maybe it's because a certain guy is not here on the podcast, but so (laughs) relaxing. Like, I feel so at peace right now that, like, I just came on, we talked some ball, wasn't too much yelling, wasn't too much, like, hijinks or anything like that. It was kind of nice. It was a nice change a pace that I could just get on the highway and cruise this time and not have to like street race against somebody on this pod so
0: I love how anytime one of us misses a pod we immediately just rail against them because I've I've definitely been on airplanes listening to the scooter pod and hearing Jameson being like eh, it's good Bobby's not here this is our best one yet and I'm like <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I, I'm able to sit here and mess with him because I know he's that de- it's not talking behind someone's back if they're going to listen to it later no. on the show so. Known yapper, Jameson. <laughs> James- James- Jameson. Jameson, if anyone had a bad take, he'd be like, "Man, nah, I don't know about that," or just be, "Oh, <laughs> come on!" Like, he'd, he'd be hopping in, interjecting. No, this, this is just a nice, peaceful pod, and I, I do appreciate that. It was,
1: it was he nice. Seems, he seems tense in the chat right now. I sent that Avery Johnson link, or not that, oh, not oh, like oh, in our screw, group chat. Yeah. and he seemed pissed that i said that avery johnson thing like literally just showing bobby like is this the same thing and like jameson got got to just like bobby and i at one point and he was like i'm sick of this i've had enough of this like and i'm like dude i'm just trying to i'm sending for context like i just whoa whoa take it easy so probably good that he got his night off got to relax oh, a little goodness. bit yeah while we are able to have a, he didn't have a
0: night off he's He's currently working the ER,
1: I think, right now. Oh, maybe not um, night off, maybe morning, or he got his morning off this morning. His
0: leisure time is listening to us blabber for an hour and a half.
1: He's <laughs> going to be seen- so mad uh, on his commute home at like 4 a.m. And we're just railing him about the end of this <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> fake transfer portal news for K-State's like third string quarterback. It's like, I'm sick of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm done. <laughs> oh goodness well look uh great show everyone really looking forward to the ball pods there's no way those won't be madness and look if y'all um look if y'all have been listening to us this entire season listen to our picks and be like you know these bozos they're ball not knowers i know more ball than them this is your time to prove it because right now We have a bowl mania where you can pick the bowls against the spread against us and win real money. So, uh, we'll have a prize and we're we're still trying to set the, we're still still trying to set the amount, but it will be substantial. It'll be solid. Uh, and the entry free fee is free, $3.99. So just, um, in the description, uh, both of the podcast and YouTube, we'll put the link there. So... Sign up there. Um and look, here's the only uh, caveat. You have to listen to the podcast to uh get the get the password, which is Melady, M Lady, all lowercase. So uh yeah, that's the only thing. So there you go. Uh make sure to come back, uh hit that link. And uh that's how we know we, that's how we know one, you're a ball mower, and two, you're actually a schooner Pod listener. So Again, that's password m lady milady all lowercase. So that's how you join uh, Ball Media and can compete against us for real money. So, anyways, um, that's all the plug and I have to do. But for me, Ty and Boat and Blake, this has been the weekend spread. Thank y'all so much for listening, and good luck out there. Ty, Beat beat army.